twice in a week to me taking an L personally for failing to hit record earlier tonight. If it happened in the Eastern Conference of the USL or my basement, we've got you covered. Uh, I'm your host, Evan Malella, the one that, of course, always makes all the mistakes to prevent this podcast from actually (laughs) reaching any of you. Joined, as always, by the only man who appreciated Steven Dos Santos' halfway line volley goal more than his parents, Brendan Doherty. Hey, Evan, how's it going? I've I've been um, I've been better, given <laughs> that we're doing this again. Uh, also joining me is the only man who has legitimately worked <laughs> harder than Opta has, even though he now has access to Opta. Ryan out. Hey guys. Hi Ryan. Guys, the good news is we're not going to have to do this a third time. The bad news is we're having to do it a second time. Uh, this is what happens when you uh, you switch recording software. This is all jargon no one's going to care about. Let's get into the saga, shall we? Great, great, good. Hey, uh, week eight happened. Uh, New York Red Bull 2 were terrible. They lost uh, 5-1 to Charlotte this week and then uh, 2-1 to the LA Galaxy 2, um, which will always be confusing regardless of how I try to say it to make it sound less confusing. So we will... Uh, Let's go. Yeah, let's do I guess that would be the easiest way to do it, wouldn't it? But I never do. Um, I guess we'll just we'll start with the Charlotte game, and we'll I, you know we'll just talk about both of them really because we're here. Um, this this Red Bull two team, I guess I'll just make I'll screw it I'll make the same comparison. Um, <laughs> they play really pretty football when they can. Soccer, excuse me, wrong sport. But uh, it's it's like if you were to to have a a modern art display, not unlike Marina Abramovich. And um, you, you, you paint this really pretty scenery with, like, a mountain. It's, it's kind of like, so, like, just imagine Bob Ross. <laughs> and you got your happy little clouds, and it's relaxing. and Maybe not relaxing. It's, it's exciting. It's, it's, it's energetic. It's pretty. And then, like, if Bob Ross just came in and, like, had an air horn and started shooting the painting. <laughs> like, so that would be Collins, how so- Red Bull 2 were playing. Basically, if Bob Ross joined the ownership group at Arizona United, or was it, what are they now? Phoenix Rising. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix. So basically, if Bob Ross and Diplo had a collaboration, <laughs> or basically, if, <laughs> which uh, I need that to happen immediately, oh, even though Bob Ross is, is is dead. Much like the Red Bull to attack, Bob Ross dead. Um, so are you saying the Red Bull to attack, unlike a Bob Ross painting, it would be much more adept, say, a Jackson Pollock? Yeah, but like, what's the crossover between people that are gonna get kind of that joke and soccer fans? Three. <laughs> it's it's just us. I'm really I'm really that's that's a really heelish thing to say. I'm sorry. I'm downplaying our entire audience. Uh, oh man, and I'm the one people didn't like anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, that being said, now that we've just you know cleared all that up for you, really good start here, guys. Really good start again. Um, <laughs> Georgia Herrera, Callum Ross, Enzo Martinez, David Estrada, and uh, Jaime. Oh man, Sai. Yeah, Sia. Jaime Sia. You can't see his face when he plays on the field, but he's a he's a number one hit after number one hit. And uh, no, so Charlotte gets five. Red Bull get uh, Junior Fleming's goal. Uh, Charlotte with seventeen shots on target. And uh, Enzo Martinez playing a really great game. Guys, I, you know, between this and a 2-1 loss to, to, to Los Dos, um, what's going on with the, with the Red Bull 2? I would just say inconsistent play. It could be more akin to their 2015 iteration where they weren't fourth in the Eastern Conference rather than their or cup-winning iteration of last year where they just ran away with the league. Yeah, I think maybe uh, last year the team exceeded expectations and now they're kind of receding back to the mean. Um, probably didn't say that phrase right. I never get those phrases right. But It's fine. Um, Reverting back yeah, to the mean? Yeah, there we go. So <laughs> you know, Red Bulls took the lead in this game. They took the lead in, in their, their second game of the week. Um, and then just... They conceded five goals, uh, five straight goals, and 
I think they had uh, Derek Etienne Jr. back on the team. Uh, he wasn't with the first team for that week. Um, is that true? He played in their LA game. Uh, I, I think he was there midweek. Yeah, so he started in both games. Um, and, I mean, Bezicourt started against Charlotte, and Brandon Allen yep. started against Charlotte, and Junior Fleming started yep. against Charlotte. And those are, you know, big pieces to New York's attack. Uh, and <laughs> Especially last yeah. year. Um, so I don't know if everybody just happened to be over, uh, you know, exceeding their expectations and, you know, overperforming last year. Or, you know, if... Because the team's not really going to change their shape because the team plays the way that the MLS team plays. So if you're not really going to change your tactics, you can change you know, individual player roles and what you do in your player decision-making in specific scenarios. But if you're not going to change your overall tactical you know, plan, uh, what do you do besides rotate some players through and you know just roll the dice the next game? Right. Yeah, I mean, they got the band back together. Isn't that sad that after a year, we're saying like, oh, Red Bull 2 going back to their heyday with three guys that played last year. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, listen, they had all their big guns, I think for the first time and the second time this season, um, and just couldn't figure it out. I don't know if they're they're like too top-heavy or or what's going on, but... um, it, like and it's tricky because you know John Wolniak isn't going to go anywhere, and like you said, they can tweak their formation, but they're not going to change it. So it all depends on all right. Well, you know, what if we put you know uh, Bezicord out wide instead of in the middle, or you know, it's it's uh, it's variations on a on a single format, and it's just really it's really not working you know, any way they cut it for Red Bull 2. Speaking of teams that it's really not going uh, well any way they cut it, Ottawa Fury lose at home one nothing to Corey Herzog, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> who is is really good. I would like to have a Corey Herzog on my team. I have a Corey, but I don't have a Herzog. And, um, he would be my first pick for a USL fantasy team. It's true. Yeah. I think a lot of people are in the same boat as that one, uh, or as you are for that one. There you go. Um, yeah, Ottawa get possession. Ottawa get more shots. Uh, Ottawa 75 in the year, five goals, 6.67% total shots uh, getting past keepers. Not great. <laughs> Brendan, do you want uh, do you want Stephen Alberto Dos Santos back, or is, is that... Because, like, you might be able to get him now. Well... I mean, you guys might enjoy watching balls go into the back of the net, but honestly, I think goal scoring is overrated. So, I think we're off, we're fine here in Rochester not really scoring goals. Okay. It's all about If you could have 32 nil-nil draws a year that gets you 32 points. <laughs> right. It's all about the process. You know, it's it's not so much seeing the ball go in the back of the net. It's Trust the process. Uh uh. I mean, really, uh. more, what's more enjoyable, um, you know, in in my opinion, more enjoyable yeah. than watching, uh, you know, the ball bulge the back of the net or whatever on a uh-huh. on an eighteen yard overhead kick, is to see, you know, both, you know, the 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 far side fullback tuck in centrally, um, you know, cover the space, you know, not leave gaps yeah. between uh, midfield and the forwards. I think watching that movement and seeing the team really uh, play together, like they're what, like points on a, yep. on a, I don't know, fishnet, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, okay, all right, I'll allow it. What are we talking about? Oh, Steven Dos Santos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, beautiful, beautiful tactical discussion there. Um, I'll agree. No, really, the the best part for me is just, you know, seeing... um, I just like seeing, you know, the ball kids throw balls back at players. It's really just... It's it's exhilarating. (laughs) We'll touch on that a a little bit later, maybe. Um, Hey, guys, uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. FC Cincinnati lose 
this time at home, they're at least they're at least diversifying their their L portfolio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> losing two nothing to Orlando City, um, Richie Larea decides to be a terrible human being and score in stoppage time. Uh, yeah, like they're not gonna fire. They shouldn't fire their coach and make their second coaching change in a year. Um, but like, you know, it could be the Swansea of the USL. Mm, so like Tim Sherwood. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Tactics one Tim, of, baby. One of the last things. Points on a fish bring in William it's Shakespeare. One, it's one of Lester. the last things I want to see in U S soccer is Tim Sherwood. Tim Sherwood. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what um, if they hired, what if they hired Tony Pulis? Uh, that would guarantee him 40 points and then close up shop it depends on whether he wears his hat or not because when he's not wearing a he baseball will, cap for sure. he looks terrifying right. he looks like every like creepy <laughs> serial killer guy in every I think I figured British out my next question for his son when Orlando City is, is back in town but, um, back to Cincinnati Please describe your father Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they haven't won in five games no, and three no. of those games were at home. Uh, though they they were yeah. against Tampa Bay and Louisville, who I think are better teams than Orlando. Those were both draws. Um, Cincinnati lost to Bethlehem away, drew Richmond on the road twice, and then yeah, this one's really bad. <laughs> like it's yeah. got to be the worst result of the season. So, I think in terms of the worst result for Cincinnati, the one where they lost GB Fall for biting a guy <laughs> has had the, the biggest repercussions. Um, Ryan cared away in on that one. GB Fall did feature for their Open Cup pass, so maybe they're just hoping for a deep Open Cup yeah. run and not have to worry about winning the league itself. Oh, guys. I, uh... You know the mentality of man. You just focus on other things, but the Premier League. How many games was GB Fall suspended? Five, six, six. Oh, that's a. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, so he's not eligible to play against. That's Washington. what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> so have fun um, with that. Yeah, as one, soon Charlotte. as we figured out that he couldn't play in either of the other games against Bethlehem, we got really excited. Um. Yes, GB Fall should be back against Charlotte on June tenth. That'll be a decent one. Um, yeah, I, like, I don't know what you do, really. I think everyone's talked about kind of every possible outlet that they could take, and they're not doing any of them. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be, sorry, it's going to be hard to replace GB Fall, um, and they've struggled right. to do so. I mean, they brought in uh, Koenig from OKC um, in a mm -hmm. trade, uh, which is fun to see, player for player swap. But, um, you know, Koenig hasn't necessarily been the answer. Um, trying other players that's kind of forward, uh, uh, wide forward positions hasn't borne fruit for them yet. I mean, they have right. attacking options. Um, they made two subs against Orlando, but both of them <laughs> were bringing on forwards, taking out a midfielder and a defender and bringing on two forwards. Um, I don't know what else they could do. They're kind of throwing everything at the wall and absolutely nothing is sticking for them. I think this is just... Um, try to lose gracefully until that game against Charlotte. Um, and then hey, you guys, just... maybe don't get red cards. Yeah, I don't know. And then, like, wait for the other shoe to drop, kind of. Yeah, I think the I mean, the, the best bet for fans is just to, to ride it out and hope that the team can make up for this terrible yeah. run later in the season. You know, what I really think they should do... Was there a was there a sitcom in the 90s that took place in... Since, oh, my God, the Drew Carey show. Okay. Well, okay, that was in Cleveland, but we'll just we'll roll with it. <laughs> they should make a a spoof of whatever the Drew Carey... Oh, it was Cleveland Rocks by uh, the President of the United States of America? Was that who did that? Probably. That was... Oh, man, that's going to go Wait, over. How old are Especially you? Ryan's head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Full disclosure, 22. I shouldn't know any of, of that whole exchange between myself. Anyway, what they should do is, uh, is they face. should make a a parody of... I broke Ryan. They should make a parody of um, of the Drew Carey Show opening theme 
with like GB Fall as Drew Carey, and then they'll magically win three games in a row. Oh, there we go. And like find themselves three points out of a playoff spot. If no one gets what I'm trying to refer to, well, here's the thing: the Philadelphia Union made a a Fresh Prince of Bel Air video starring CJ Sapong and have um, apparently been much better since. Which might be something to be said about, like, maybe if you have fun at your job, you do better. I don't know. Yeah, I think in order to get the full effects of whatever um, juju or, or, you know, curse-lifting powers that has, yeah. uh, Cincinnati yeah. would have to not win a game for eight months, was it? <laughs> Stretching mm-hmm. across uh, two seasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know if necessarily <laughs> they would make that, um, make that bargain right now, but... Yeah. They, they gotta try something, and honestly, CJ <laughs> Sapong both rocked the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air video and has been in tremendous form. I I will say, um, John McCarthy and Jake McGuire as the bullies in that video. <laughs> I know, right? Was a better highlight for me as someone who's who's talked about those guys than um, any other point in that video. We're getting sidetracked. Speaking of the Philadelphia Union organization, though, a no, we're not. It's a segue. Uh, Bethlehem Steel won. Toronto FC 2-0. They didn't score twice and then nothing in like a weird tennis or like Australian football kind of thing. They scored zero goals. Uh, Marcus Epps draws the penalty. I'm getting to think. Corey Burke converts in the Sorry, eighth minute. Uh, Toronto with tons of possession, tons of shots, but Jake McGuire puts in a team of the week performance and Bethlehem escaped Toronto um, with, a, uh, with three points. I'm getting to think the two in Toronto FC two is for the number of goals they've scored this year. Yeah. Wait, they've only scored two goals. I mean, they've gone at, or through five consecutive matches without scoring a streak that dates back to April fourth, where they lost three one to Orlando City B. In fact, twenty nine players in the USL have scored more goals than Toronto FC two has scored as a yeah. team. Um, I think Jason Bent puts away more goals in training than his team does. I wouldn't doubt it. That dude looks fit. But it's just weird to me to think Toronto FC hasn't scored a goal since before I went to the UK. <laughs> I like went to another Whoa, country man. for two weeks and came back and yeah. have been here for two weeks and they still haven't scored. What if I told you Toronto FC... I ended a semester. Um, what if I told you guys Toronto actually hadn't played a match since then and I'm just leading you along? Like, Would that be <laughs> plausible? <laughs> um... Anyway, yeah, a good a good road win for Bethlehem, who were on the other side of of, a, of one nil score lines. I, I want to say like nine times last year, um, which is ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, you know they get a they get a point. They're um, right back in the hunt for for a playoff spot. They'll be able to um, get more momentum this weekend for sure. But uh, a, a really good good win for the team and uh you know nice to see jake mcguire finally getting some uh, some recognition for what have been a couple of outstanding individual efforts yeah i think bethlehem performed on the night but toronto has been awful they've been very bad um i thought that they were going to have some you know, early season jitters but then they were going to work it out once they figured out the, the balance and i think i say this every week the balance of you know development and and mean winning games how right. you how you make that balance as right. an MLS reserve team um how heavily you rely on you know first team loans and whatever um mm-hmm. you know I thought Toronto was going to get that together um I'm a big fan of Jason Bent but I don't know the team needs to score goals and Ben Spencer is not the answer so <laughs> I don't know why Greg <laughs> right. Vanny he Greg Vanny has signed that kid, like, out the door to the team Greg Vanny has probably personally signed Ben Spencer like seven times in his coaching career. (laughs) It is absurd. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they can do. Like, it's... it's, Loan Josie out the door to the team. (laughs) Right. Ooh, big Josie. I want to. I want. I want the next Toronto FC two Bethlehem Steel match to feature both Josie out the door and Marisa Du. I thought you were going to say Gucci and Yewu, and he could just get a red card. Oh, damn it all. Oh, even better. <laughs> and Ale, basically, I just want everyone who's ever had a men's national team cap, and Trusty and Derek Jones, because they're, they're in the system now. Michael Bradley. Michael Bradley. Mm, love it. Love it. Um, is that all we got? Chris Pontius? CJ Sapong? <laughs> yeah, we could, we could do this. We could totally do this. It'll be like a weird, like, 2000 and. 
14 men's national team roster. Anyway. Hey, uh, speaking of 1-0 scorelines, because that's everyone's favorite, uh, Charleston 1, St. Louis FC 2. Charleston, uh, you know, they're not blowing teams out, but who cares because they're at the top of the table right now, I think would be uh, what they would respond to. They if blew, I said, they blew oh. one team out. <laughs> right. I, okay, sorry, sorry. Hold on. Let me try that again. Other than Rochester, who they apparently have a really big problem with, Charleston has been kind to all the other teams they're beating gracefully as they sit atop their their hill and um, make all the other monkeys kind of dance. Anyway, um, Force Lasso right after the hour mark. Uh, hey, what if I told you Charleston gave up a bunch of possession at home? That would be weird, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This game kind of seemed like a... You know, a wink and a nod a gentleman's agreement that St. Louis can have the ball as long as Charleston still wins. Um, that's kind of how it played out. Uh, Charleston ended this game with less than 40% possession at home um, at the uh, the stadium formerly known as Blackboard. Uh, it's not really something we see from Charleston at home. I think that's what they, they, they're good at on the road with uh, smash and grab. Yeah. I think every city in USL has experienced that at, at some point in the in the past mm. few seasons. Um, as a team built on the counterattack, that's just not something you see employed at home. Um, that might have been Mike Anheuser you know, getting one over on, on Precky, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate for St. Louis. Uh, I think they started pretty well. Uh, I had high hopes for them. Um, I mean, they can still do pretty well, but this was... It's been forever since they scored a goal. Hey, Ryan. Uh, St. Louis only had one shot on target. Um, like, how would you how would you change that? Ryan, I'm making you Precky. <laughs> We're going to turn in the Eastern Precky Confidential for a, for a hot minute. Um, like, what do you what do you do this week or going into into their match uh, coming up? With sixty percent of the ball, but one shot on target. Well, with only three goals in their last five matches, I would definitely put a focus more on at least converting chances. I mean, we talked about earlier with Ottawa had such a very low, low probability of conser- of converting goals that they scored off their chances. If you shoot enough, you'll you know, odds are one of those will at least find the back of the net. Maybe focus the play up through Jose Anguolo, Christian Valeski. He, he, just to try and get the ball forward and just take more shots than what you've taken right now. If you take, if you put all your eggs in one basket on just one shot on target and hope that one goes in, and at best you get a one nil victory. At worst, it's like a one one draw or you just score one goal and a loss. So just get the ball forward, take more shots. Yeah. Uh, the Richmond Kickers and the Harrisburg City Islanders reminding you to watch literally anything else. <laughs> um, not to be harsh. Well, I mean, it was harsh. But not not undeserved. A, uh, a nil-nil draw. Um, the, the, big, the big stat in our show notes here that we have, Harrisburg had 18 interceptions on the night. <laughs> not much else happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which i really think if you just take wasn't that not descriptive much, there not, if you just take not much else happened and throw a stat from the harrisburg game um into like a match recap every week i think you got it yeah um here's my attempt guys, at we, reaching out for other sure. american sports um yeah. in soccer if interceptions is your uh is the highlight of your stats line probably a very boring game whereas in, in football american football if you have 19 interceptions great, in great game, band um you know that's something that, that would definitely be a game you want to see the highlights of um it, it would they'd go through three different quarterbacks or as the browns would say one normal season <laughs> right it would it would be like if some guy who is in a somewhat prominent role as a analyst had a problem with a, a certain uh, black Canadian defenseman dancing before the game started. <laughs> and, like, then you weren't able to watch the game due to blackout restrictions. That's kind of, like, how I feel this game would, would work. 
Um, basically, just an old guy yells at you about how, oh, he's not playing the right way because he's he's having fun. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. Did that it's happen like, in the USL? It, 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 I don't know what sport uh, we're talking no. about now. No, no, no. That was uh, Mike Milbury talking about P.K. Subban. Oh, word. Uh, yeah, and saying that, you know, oh, Subban dancing to the uh, to the pregame music. Uh, was a was a slight on the honor of the NHL, um, you know, because entertainment value. Anyway, uh, th- no, so like the only way that I would watch this game <laughs> is if have you guys both seen a Clockwork Orange? Yeah, but uh, where is this going? It's on Netflix, but I have not. Well, the scene where they they uh, they, they hold his eyelids open with the okay the thing right. and, and make him watch. <laughs> I have seen okay. it. I have not. I have seen yeah, it. It's a scene. pretty famous scene. Um, it, basically, if you did that to me and you were like, and you're going to watch Harrisburg versus Richmond, I'll be like, great. Ugh, this is going to suck. Anyway, moving on. A, uh, a not nil-nil scoreline. Tampa Bay Rowdies beat Louisville City 2-0. Uh, Georgie Verstoff in his uh, 9 millionth game for the Tampa Bay Rowdies scores in the 59th, and Deshaun Brown scores in the 72nd. Um... Maybe a little bit surprising that Louisville didn't, I don't want to say put up more of a fight, but put up more of a fight. Yeah, I mean, going into this game, we all we all knew that Tampa Bay was a good team, um, and they showed um, in this game that they're a good team. Um, I mean, Louisville is right up there in the fight at the top of the table, um, and I was expecting to see more from them. Um Yeah, it's a little disappointing for Louisville, but I mean, you can't really argue with Tampa Bay's um, defensive prowess. Um, it's going to be hard to put, you know, de- cute little delicate passes together in the final third in and around the 18 when Tampa Bay has 34 clearances on the night. Um, it's going to be hard to break down that team, um, and it looked like Tampa Bay was playing, you know, proactive defense. They were just sitting back and absorbing pressure. That you know they. Um, we're playing on the front foot the entire game. Yeah, I mean, there's no shame losing to a Rowdy's team like this. They look to be on the fast track towards the Eastern Conference Finals, especially being number two in the conference. And it's only behind Charleston, and this very definitely shifted power amongst the top three as Tampa Bay moved up to second and Louisville fell down to fourth. Yeah. So there, I don't think Louisville should just be a... She'd be disappointed with this result. Maybe just write it off and move on to the next one because this one at week nine against Pittsburgh is going to be another really crucial match. Yeah, and just um, one more note on Tampa Bay. I don't think we mentioned sure. enough how good Joe Cole is. He had both. He had the assists for both of Tampa Bay's goals against um, Louisville, and he is still a very, very good player, even though he's like forty-seven. Yeah. No. Um... <laughs> definitely like the engine in that whole thing um when he's on he's he's on which is crazy because he is like literally like in his 40s um <laughs> uh, he's not 47 but um yeah he's got some you know like weird Dumbledore kind of Gandalf nonsense like Benjamin Button maybe he's like aging in reverse in 35 terms of his, 40 45 35 35. 35, which is totally in your 40s. Don't at me. Um, Wikipedia never lies. <laughs> Wikipedia never. I just edited it, actually, to make myself wrong. Um, he's actually 42. No, he's nice. 35. Anyway. Um, hey, guys, since we recorded most of this the first time, I'm just going to say how we think these games are going to go, and then if anyone kind of wants to add a thought or two about the game, feel free. Uh, Friday night. Uh, 5 o'clock Eastern time kickoff. The only time zone that matters. Toronto FC 2 versus the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Uh, Ryan has it at 4-0. Brendan has it at 3-0. <laughs> I have it at 3-0. Um, yeah. Rowdies fake. Yeah. Uh, a a I mean, not I good Toronto team to playing else. a very good Tampa Bay team. Yeah. I, yeah. That's fine. We'll leave it there. Um, Saturday, 4 o'clock Eastern time. Again, the only time zone. That matters. Um, Red Bull 2 versus Ottawa Fury. Uh, Ryan and Brendan both have this at 1-1. I have it at 2-1 because I think uh, Zyko, uh, I'm going to make you guys regret 
making me wait this long or something. I forget exactly what he said at draft day, even though that was the only interesting part of that whole nonsense. I was um, watching that live. That's same. <laughs> that's how boring my day was. That I was watching the acceptance speeches in the later rounds of the MLS draft when, when yeah. Lewis made his his baller speech. But I mean, as much as would you say it was a was a was it a big baller speech? Like, is he going to start charging four hundred dollars <laughs> for shoes? Absolutely. So, okay, great. <laughs> as much as as Lewis wants to, uh, you know. For a player that didn't make the final four, uh, hey man, just, he wants to you know generate some momentum in his season. Um, Red Bulls, you know, they're not positioned poorly; they just can't right. seem to generate momentum. Um, and you know, as you were you were I think alluding to uh, in your Bob Ross was was that this ep- this uh, recording? The that Bob was Ross this thing? recording. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That Red Bulls kind of seem like. They can do everything until they get to the final ball. Um, <laughs> yes. They're fantastic at you know pressing um, from the front. Uh, sometimes the midfield isn't on the same page. Um, they're fantastic at spreading the, the ball around and making you know those rangy diagonal passes into the channel. Um, they're mm-hmm. just they just can't seem to get it together in the final third unless um, unless they win a penalty <laughs> and Brandon Allen scores. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. I don't think they can. I just don't think that this is the time for them. Um, there's too many other things moving. Too many other moving pieces in that in that team. Um, couple of games at seven o'clock. The the, the first one, um, Cincinnati versus Bethlehem. Uh, Brendan has it at two to one. Ryan has it at two to two. I have it at one to one. Um, really quick, Bethlehem happy with the draw here, but a win would be massive. Uh, and Cincinnati. Hey, who wants to say they're due for a breakout game this week? <laughs> yeah. Any takers? I feel like that's my that's my take. They'll have on all Cincy. eleven players finishing. That's my take on Cincy yeah. every week. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all eleven players will finish it's, on the field. It's funny though. because like it's frustrating, at least for me, but I, I think for for all of us or all the other two of you. Um, to try to figure out, like, what's going on with this team. And, like, we don't even really care about them that much. Like, in, in terms of a <laughs> actively follow and, like, and like be around a community that supports that team. Or, like, we're not in a position where we see that logo everywhere. Um, but, like, man, that would that would be a killer. They need to make a, uh, a Drew Carey Show parody video. Um, I know that would mean they would have to like not win since well hold on not win until uh, April December and I don't think anyone's playing <laughs> soccer in December but um, yeah if they could if they could have like Kadeem Dakers play Drew Carey um, and uh, why did you and, pick like, the Austin... smallest guy on their team <laughs> hey 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 and like Austin Berry would be Ryan Styles and uh, um, anyway. Yep, 22-year-old knows all about the Drew Carey Show, ladies and gentlemen. That is the big takeaway. Um, feel free to tweet Ryan about the Drew Carey Show. Send him a link. Send him a link because he'll have no <laughs> idea what this is. Um, that'll be great. Better anyway, send him a homemade um, VHS tape from when you recorded ooh, the Send him a premiere. VHS tape. He, he won't I'm have the means to play I'm familiar with VHS tapes, it. though. Um, <laughs> I still remember getting the Lion King on VHS right, tape for a birthday right, one year. Fine. What was that, like eight years after it came out? <laughs> uh hey born in 1998 okay. all right well all right four years after it came out uh hey guys harrisburg's playing this week uh charleston battery uh at home in, in the, on the city island um charleston first place harrisburg uh, not first place um <laughs> i have it at three to one uh, charleston yep brendan has it at one nothing charleston ryan has it at one nothing charleston uh yeah, like I, I don't know. It'll be a game. It'll happen. People will talk about it. That'll we'll kind of move on. Um, I mean, Charleston definitely has the the players and have the ability to score three goals against Harrisburg. But I don't yep. know. I I would like to think that they are already you know have, they have an eye on their 
Open Cup game against was it? They got a tough one, didn't they? Uh, the Jacksonville Armada, the NASL team, yeah. not the MPSL. Yes. Team. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't know if they would really go out all guns a blazing um, to take care of Harrisburg, um, and I think that they, you know, um, what's it like a chemistry set, a titration, um, just little drips. They can control <laughs> it, um, and you know, they won't try harder than they have to. Harrisburg's got kind of a tricky open cut match too against against Reading, but we'll talk about that one uh, for other reasons. Your uh, your third match at seven o'clock, the Riverhounds who are in third place. I didn't I didn't know about that until earlier. Um, <laughs> good good for them. Good job, Mike. Your team's doing great. And uh, Louisville City in fourth place. Uh, Brendan two two draw. I have it at two to one hounds because I talked about Corey Herzog picking up multiple children after he scored his goal, and uh, and then wondering what it would be like if Louisville City did the opposite and kind of knocked over ball kids or, or, uh, or some yeah. other nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that discussion got out of hand oh. quick, but um... it got it got really out of hand. I'm really upset that that was when I realized I wasn't actually recording because that was some. That was some quality banter. Um, yeah. Well, at least the way that I had the game going. Um, yeah. <laughs> the way that I had Corey, the game Corey going. Corey Herzog scores two children being picked up worth of goals. Well, right, but then also <laughs> Louisville City players can organize um, a table topping of two members of the ball crew at Highmark Stadium, and not just can, one. Can they... Can they try to do like the snakes in a can bit on like Tuffy Schallenberg or, or like try to tabletop him for like more points? <laughs> Instead of getting a point deduction for fielding an ineligible player, they'll just get plus three points in the standings. Hey, yeah, yeah you know. Hey, also, uh, really, their defense for fielding an ineligible player say should be like, hey, you know, at least we didn't sign him a year after we said we wouldn't or something. <laughs> um, also, I demand that uh, after they field their ineligible player, his kit becomes available for purchase on, on eBay for like 30 minutes and uh, has that taken down. Um, anyway, uh, your Sunday match at 405, the, 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 uh, the last group to tee off in the USL Eastern <laughs> Conference Week 8 uh, uh, Championship. Rochester Rhinos will pair against the Richmond Kickers. Um, Brendan, why do you guys uh, start at a really weird time? Um, not really sure. They've always done it. I think it might be just to get an extra commercial break in at the beginning when they do mm. their, their match intro, their program introduction. Yeah. But, I mean, if you have, if you personally, listeners, have a 4 or 5 p.m. Um, tea time, probably... Yeah do that instead of watching this game that kicks mm. off at 4 or 5 p.m. Um, mm. I think Richmond was a little disappointing this past week, but they didn't concede. Um, Rochester, uh, they had one good game against Charlotte, and pretty much everything else has been kind of disappointing this season. Um, I don't think either team really has uh, the like the impetus to go on and get a result. I think wow. Richmond's roster is a little bit in turmoil right now. Um, mm-hmm. They just signed two guys um, to their roster this past week for, I guess this week, <laughs> for Open Cup. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of weird timing to add two players to midfield at this point in the season. Uh, but it looks that it just makes it look like Richmond's still a work in progress. Um, and Rochester, you know, despite getting a win in their last USL game against Charlotte seems like a month ago um, because they had a game postponed and then they actually had a bye week this past weekend so they haven't played in I think it'll be like 18 days or it might have been 18 days until their uh, their cup game but uh, yeah this is this is looking like a big old scoreless draw um, I'll go uh, I'll go one nothing Rhinos um, I should mention that uh, this is where we got to the last time we were recording this. Um, and we got to the point where Ryan said 2 nothing. He had a really good reason. Um, I, I, Whatever. Um, 
Yeah, but one nothing Rochester. Um, well, Ryan's reason is the twenty bucks yeah. that I gave him before the season started, mm. so that he could. Modify, I forgot to do that this week. Yeah. Well, he specifically modified and adjusted his player performance algorithm in, in order to ensure okay. that Rochester Ryan's <laughs> players get into his ICS players of the of the of the week for the Eastern Conference, even mm. though the team has been listless. Mm. I'm still saying a few Rochester players to the Eastern Conference. Every Eastern Conference team has had at least yeah. one. Everyone has Even to. Even Richmond with, that was just week hashtag one. Hashtag all teams matter, Brendan. Come on. <laughs> um, hey. Now, how many times they appear on there, that's up to the algorithm. <laughs> but at least every club can say one player has been sent Algorithm to. meaning that Ryan throws darts at a dartboard that have a team and then from there he places out all the players and throws again and then that's how he he decides it's not actually any math related thing or anything like that um, even though it, it totally is <laughs> oh, hey Ryan, uh, i didn't guys. know you worked at the league office in tampa word yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey did you uh did you know not all the designing maps <laughs> did you uh <laughs> did you know that um none of the games are uh, are are announced from the league office at all um you can't tell at all i promise um i'm not mad about it at all why would i do that um hey uh also i'm I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it because i'm certainly not because my team was so successful in the early 1900s at it they were barred from competing ever again not really the u.s open cup is is underway um and for those who were not um familiar the u.s open cup is a little bit like the Alice in Wonderland of domestic soccer in the United States in that anything can happen and teams are oh. routinely late for tea. Thought you meant um, like everybody's just dropping acid left and right. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't <laughs> confirm nor deny that that's happening. March Madness so of American soccer. Sunil Galati, just really big acid trip right before it kicks off. Um, not true. That is not true. <laughs> It's not true. I was. It was a joke. It was a bad one. Promotion <laughs> relegation. Anyway. Uh, I was going to say the Open Cup was like the March Madness of American mm, soccer. See, that would have been so much the, better. A prize of actually giving... Um, uh, if Warren Buffett actually gave out the prize of giving whatever how much it is to get a perfect bracket, it would be more impressive here because you'd have to predict the correct pairings. Mm. Of each it's match true. as well, and this is coin flips. near impossible. Yeah. Yeah. We'll predict coin flips after coin flips, and yeah. honestly, that's how I think I should have done my NCAA bracket <laughs> this year. Uh, hey, on uh, on Tuesday, the Tampa Bay Rallies dispatched the Jacksonville Armada U23 is the MPSL side. Uh, not really anything to write home about there. The uh, the Charleston Battery beat Atlanta Silverbacks 2-1 to one on Wednesday. Wouldn't it be funny if they beat Atlanta United? Yes, but it didn't happen because they haven't played each other yet um your first hashtag cup set trademark not of ryan allen even though he could take uh, he could take credit for it <laughs> richmond kickers lose to christos fc which is an amateur club in maryland that's embarrassing um, <laughs> so they have literally no momentum coming into the game against rochester speaking of rochester i was surprised it took until Oh, I was just going to say, I was surprised it took until after Criso scored on the 79th minute before the kickers made a substitution. Mm, that's true. They were just waiting it out. Um, Rochester beat FC Motown 3 nothing. Uh, Brendan, I know you were there. How was how was that one? Well, uh, Rochester scored twice in the opening you know, 10 minutes. Uh, I think yep. the second minute and the, and the seventh minute. But um, you know, neither was very good. Um, the first one was just a shot from a very, very acute angle that... Um, hit the keeper got I think both of his hands to at least one of his hands to it and the ball went in between his legs and then five minutes later Jochen Graf on the other post wide of the other post um, nutmeg the keeper like purposely played it through the keeper's legs and the keeper tried to cover up and got a hand on the shot and it still went through his legs and in Um, I don't think I could have I didn't think I could have felt more sorry for a human being than the goalkeeper Andrew uh, Tartara after his first goal and then he let in that second goal Um, you know getting nutmegged as a keeper twice in the first 10 minutes of a game of like the biggest game of your soccer career it's gonna be a little hard to live down but uh, I mean after that Motown he made a game of it for a while but there's not really much you can do when you concede twice in devastating fashion like the 
Damn it, Ryan. Making me making me laugh when <laughs> Brendan's trying to talk. Anyway, Charlotte beats Charlotte. They will play outside <laughs> of Charlotte against a team who's not from Charlotte. And they might host in Charlotte against the Houston Dynamo if they win that match. Let me break that one down for you. The Charlotte Independents beat the PDL's Charlotte Eagles in the Charlotte Derby. That's where they play in Charlotte, North Carolina. And the head official and the fourth official are both females named Charlotte. Not actually true. They also uh, they also play around a hornet's nest <laughs> and uh, in the company of a bunch of very angry bobcats. I think I have it all. Panthers. Panther. Mm, yeah. Anyway, uh, the Independents beat the Eagles uh, in, in what was literally called the Charlotte Derby. Uh, if there was a different result, that would be crazy. But there's not. Hey, speaking of, uh, speaking of weird results, <laughs> the, uh, the a amateur team Yikes. from Pennsylvania lost to Louisville City uh, 9-0, which, um, you know, yeah, I don't know how much you can say about that. Um, I mean, Louisville rotated, rotated some players, and they got everybody. Well, they had nine different goal scorers. Yeah, um, I think so. They had quite a few. <laughs> sharing like, the it's goals. not a surprise, right? Like, it just right? sucks. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah. it's got to be demoralizing for uh, for the Tartan Devils Oak Avalon, which is, like, one of my favorite names in this tournament. Uh but, uh, no, like, probably a really cool experience for those guys, in all honesty. Uh, they were able to play in Highmark Field, where the, where the River Hounds usually play, because the uh, the Hounds were um, elsewhere. Uh, we'll talk about that in a, in a second here. <laughs> um, hey, uh, in case you were waiting for FC Cincinnati to have a breakout game against a uh, semi-professional team, keep waiting. They beat AFC Cleveland one nothing after extra time. <laughs> and if it wasn't for GB Fall, they would probably go to penalties. And from there, who knows? They might have lost. Um, also, uh, I, I saw it on Twitter a bunch, and I got kind of mad because um, GB Fall's yellow card that he got late on in that match was totally a yellow card. His, uh, his trailing foot, he kind of kicks out um, on the player. Uh, it's it's sneaky. It's a little crafty, but it, it is a yellow. Um, that dude's got to be careful because accumulation in the U.S. Open Cup is a thing. But um, and like if this is how he's going to be able to keep uh, in match fitness level until like late June, he's going to have to be careful. Uh, have FC Cincinnati schedule a bunch yeah. of friendlies, and he can play in those. Well, I mean, obviously he didn't do it on purpose, Evan, because his coach said that he's not that type of guy. Right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. He's not that kind of guy. Hey, the good news is uh, the the uh, upcoming match for Cincinnati is going to be a barn burner because they got Louisville City at home. Um, with the winner taking on Columbus Crew, and if you can imagine what Cincinnati and Louisville City in the Open Cup will look like at Nippert, imagine Columbus and Cincinnati finally locking up for uh, for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that would be mad. Um, so hopefully that one happens. Uh, Ocean City Nor'easters lose to Harrisburg City Islanders in a nil-nil draw that went to penalty kicks for Harrisburg won seven to six. Um, <laughs> I like this one because they're both really tropical. Right? Yeah, yeah. In the places um, that are in non-tropical <laughs> locations. What is it? The, the Hurricane Derby. I think I was going to call that one right. Um, Chicago. Like the Flint Tropics of Cindy yeah, Pro. Yeah, yeah. Chicago Farfetched Club United <laughs> of the PDL. We uh, we talked about that last week, but if uh, if those uh, for for those of you who who didn't listen or couldn't be bothered to to go back a little bit, um, Chicago FC United's logo is is it's p good, I will say, um, but it's a little confusing. Pretty it's, decent. It's mad decent. Um, <laughs> it's it's mad decent. It's the kit sponsor for Arizona United. Sorry, Phoenix Rising. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, that being said, it's like a lion, which I'm all about, but, but like with, the, with a Gene Simmons tongue and then he's got like a plant kind of like hanging out for no reason, um, which is really good guys. What do you, what do you, th- <laughs> <laughs> fuck, uh, what do you think about the logo? Thanks. Yeah. Pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty decent. 
I'm curious if you played Pokemon Go in Chicago, could you find this one? You would, in on fact, only find Farfetch. Yeah. <laughs> no, I keep finding Rattatos. Uh, yeah, it'd be I, are you still... but he wouldn't have his onion leak because this lion from FC United stole it. Stole it, stole it. You'd see, a, you'd see a Growlithe <laughs> right outside of their stadium or wherever they play with with a leak, <laughs> and you'd be like, ah, shit, that's good marketing. Ryan, do you actually still play Pokemon Go? I do not have the app. On All right, great. I was I, I was gonna get to really concerned. I was gonna tell you other to, things. To, to do something else with your life. Uh, but hey, maybe if, if you're going to watch... I have a far-fetched Pokemon card, so If that you're going to watch Richmond and Harrisburg, you might as well play Pokemon Go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was worried, uh, Ryan, because much like the New York Red Bulls winning... Or New York Red Bulls 2 winning games, uh, Pokemon Go was totally a 2016 phenomenon. 2016. <laughs> there, there it is. Uh, hey, St. Louis FC almost lost to FC Wichita. Uh, they need an extra time to, to win that one 4-3. to three. Other notable scores, uh, Boston City FC, not the guy who hosts since he soccer talk sometime. He doesn't have, like, a whole team. Uh, I thought it was the band. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Dropkick Murphy's FC and or that one song you like by Augustana FC. Lose to GPS Omens. That's where they um, they tell you how they're going to score on you and then, then you oh i can't i can't make it through they're gonna tell you how they score on you and then you have to have to have to god damn it you have to do it i got it i got it i got it and if you if you don't do it they get increasingly more mad at you and tell you to make u-turns there it is <laughs> hey uh brendan gps omens is gonna play rochester next in the in the third round are you are you concerned uh, i'm concerned that i'm gonna have to sit through that game right. <laughs> like these games uh, i mean I love the storylines, the amateur teams, meeting yes. these guys who are, you know, hungry, haven't gotten the career opportunities, you got young, fresh coaches and but like some of these games, like Rochester has a perfect uh record against amateur teams, but the games are just mm-hmm. awful to watch. Um and I feel like I was kind of rooting for the NPSL team over the Bay State Soccer League team just because they would have been able to put up more of a formidable, you know, going toe to toe and actually playing some tactical soccer instead of running around for forty five minutes and then losing your legs in the second half. Um, yep. But Rochester does have one of the easier, I think, the easiest um, third round opponent. Would you say Rochester is unbeaten or undefeated against? Amateur clubs is a bad omen for GPS omens. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking of that one all day. So I guess now we I'm, can. I'm glad you finally got to use it. Even though we're a show that focuses on the Eastern Conference of the uh, the USL, I think we can um, take the time now and pour one out for the cha- New York Cosmos' chances of winning the Concacaf Champions League. Yep. They, those those hopes were dashed by Reading United Guys, AC. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I uh, I went to this game not for and well, so so Ryan Richter and 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 I forgot about it until I saw him play Walter Restrepo. Are are both with the New York Cosmos? Um, they were with Bethlehem last year, and in fact, the uh, the head coach for Reading United. Uh, is is one of the assistants for Bethlehem, Stephen Hogan. And um, Reading United scored three times in six minutes against the New York Cosmos and beat yeah. them three to two. And I, I, I was there. I saw it happen. I watched it. I can't tell you how that happened, really. I mean, I can, like, I can tell you how it happened literally because I saw the goals. <laughs> But I don't know how this happened. Um, again, Reading has a little bit of a reputation as a giant killer in this tournament. I, but uh, yeah, I listen. If I'm if I'm Harrisburg, I'm a little worried. Uh, Reading hosts again. It's a weird stadium to try to get into. It's uh, if they're well, if they're playing where they did against the Cosmos in Albright College, which is a, a tiny little D three school. Um, but yeah, no. I, listen, Reading. You know, not a bad side. Uh, is the PDLs running United, and uh, they get uh, they get a big scalp in the uh, the New York Cosmos. Um, 
do you think this one is going to be the biggest win from Reading this month unless Reading can win promotion into the Premier League later? Oh my god! That was worse than the Omen joke, I think. <laughs> um, man. To, uh, to answer your question, yes, I, I do. Um, hey, that being said, uh, the uh, the third round is, uh, is at the end of the month, literally, on the 31st of May. Um, we already talked about the Rhinos versus GPS Omens. The winner of that one is going to play the New England Revolution uh, for whatever reason in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, it's closer to Foxborough than it is, to, or that's closer to Foxborough than Boston is. Yeah, I suppose. Um, the uh, the Armada of the NASL, the Jacksonville Armada, are playing Charleston Battery, and the winner of that one gets it. Will will get absolutely curb stomped by Atlanta United FC. Um, Cincinnati and Louisville, we already talked about a little bit. The winner of that one gets to host Columbus Crew. Please, Cincinnati, please win that game. Um, I want nothing more than to see that happen. Um, for well, not the win, but hosting. Yeah, no, I, you know, listen. I think, you know, for all the talk that Cincinnati has about, oh, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to we're going to be a huge team in the USL and we're going to just kind of you know, rise up in the MLS and, and, and boss the USL while we're here. Here's your first chance to show what you're made of against an MLS side. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if they, if they make anything of that or if Columbus crew kind of walks all over them. Uh, Redding get Harrisburg winner of that one plays the Philadelphia union should get stomped. Um, North Carolina FC of the NASL uh, gets to play the Charlotte Independence, not in Charlotte. Uh, the winner of that one, oddly enough, uh, hosts the Houston Dynamo. Uh, Miami FC of the NASL, big ups to Mike LaHood, um, play the Tampa Bay Rowdies. And then the winner of that one, yeah. play Orlando City. I'm looking City. forward to that. So, like... Um. That'd be one of the, that's going to be one of the best ones of this round. That's a really interesting plotline, no matter who wins. Uh, I mean, obviously... Battle of Florida. Yeah, yeah, a couple battles of Florida. Um, obviously, I'd kind of rather see the Tampa Bay Rowdies um, play Orlando City, just because those two clubs have a history with each other, and I don't think they've met since Orlando bumped up to uh, MLS at least in a game that mattered. They might have played a friendly. But um, two teams that don't necessarily get along there, uh, so that would be nice to see in the fourth round. The Michigan Bucks, I, I need this. <laughs> I need this. The Michigan Bucks, who play indoors. <laughs> just just setting it up so, so we can get this in. We'll play St. Louis FC. The winner of the Michigan Bucks versus St. Louis FC game hosts the Chicago Fire. Ladies and gentlemen, Bastin Schweinsteiger went on a bit of a rant a couple weeks ago about the level of play in MLS. Imagine Bastin Schweinsteiger having to play a team that doesn't actually have a tiered league, meaning that there's not a a tier in the American soccer... uh, Well... What do you call something that has two layers? A cake? In the American soccer cake. Indoors. I, I, I really, I need, I need Michigan to win this. Just because, like, would the Chicago Fire even travel Bastion Schweinsteiger? Or would they just leave him home? Yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't, definitely doesn't seem like a type of player who would refuse to go. Uh, there's a big name players who refuse to play on turf or wouldn't want to go on, on cross country road trips. Um, Doesn't a certain, uh, <laughs> a, a certain, um, businessman slash footballer who some people might say over the course of his career has been mad decent, uh, not necessarily get along with turf very well. Yeah, for a while I thought you were talking about Rafa Marquez and not Dia mm, Drogba, mm. but... <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 well, both, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think Sven Steiger is definitely mm. is more of a down-to-earth guy. Um, the, yeah. the the story of him taking a photo uh, of the lady in the airport with the Chicago oh, Fire players is like the yeah. greatest thing that's happened. Yeah. But um, yeah, it definitely would be nuts if yeah. Bastian Sven Steiger graced the the pitch 
<laughs> you should give him bucks. Yeah. With a roof overhead. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so weird. Maybe they would put the bucks finally in the Pontiac Silverdome. Ooh, good. Uh, oh, and hey, uh, Chicago FC United, who, by the way, I think we just talked about how their logo looks like Farfetch'd a bunch and didn't mention that they ended up beating the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, which is really great, which is really great. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna ban Farfetch from this podcast for a year and then talk about him immediately. <laughs> uh, they get to play Christos FC, and then the winner of that May gets 19th, to play... Um, 2018. In the parking lot outside of RFK Stadium because there'll be nothing left by the time they get there. Yeah, well, if that, if DC plays, I know they've played a couple of their cup games and uh, a couple of years ago at the Soccerplex in Maryland. In I think it's in Germantown. Yeah. Um, that would actually be closer to <laughs> where all the Christos players live than where any of the DC United players <laughs> live. Um, it's true. I saw Christos trying to raise money um, for their road trip because now they've got to go on the road again. Um, after they beat Richmond, yeah. they got to go on the road to Chicago. Um, I think to play at a field to be determined. So I don't know how they're going to swing <laughs> that. <laughs> um, it's worth noting some people might be thinking, hey, isn't there payouts for each win in each level of the U.S. Open Cup? You know, like why does a team have to... Um, ask for donations to, to travel in the tournament that they advanced in. Great question. I don't know. Um, the payout <laughs> is not great at all. Um, and that's why they're doing it. So if you feel so led, um, that is a, it is a well-run club with a decent history in the U S open cup. If you're, uh, if you're sitting on a couple bucks and you, uh, want to use it in a moderately productive way, there you go. Um, throw, throw, I know U.S. soccer sitting on a hundred million dollars. That definitely help here. I think that that last they're going to use it all for their multimedia budget. So like, yeah. Well, I mean, if U.S. soccer really wanted to, they could just show up at whatever field around Chicago that Christos is playing at and just hand them yeah. the money themselves. See, but they'd have to get there. <laughs> It'd be like the amazing, I like the do amazing a golf check. That's what they should have done for the MLS bids. Shit. They should have set up Don Garber and Sunil A giant golf tech. Okay, maybe. They should have set up Don Garber and Sunil Galati at every city that put in a, a MLS bid that's like worth going to. And then wait for each ownership to get there. And whoever's last each round gets eliminated until they're down to like four or whatever. And then he hands them roses because he's the bachelor. And he gets like a single date and he gets to meet the <laughs> owner's parents. And he... he He's like, oh, I really love Cincinnati, but like, I feel like I connect better with Sacramento FC, and 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 then you know, they enter a weird polyamorous relationship where everyone's happy. Yeah, I feel like the only way to make that more complicated is to somehow have hologram images of Don Garber and Sunil Gulati. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I have holograms in every city, and then have the actual people walk through the holograms. Where in the world is is Daddy Garbs? I don't know. We got to write this down. Hopefully, somebody remembers this. Maybe. <laughs> Was that a Men in Black reference? Oh, wait, are you not recording this? No, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, let's see here. You can find us this wonderful podcast you just listened to. Um, I'm so sorry, man. If you didn't get half of those references, <laughs> welcome to an average conversation with Evan. Um, you can find this podcast on Twitter at ECC pod. If you want to tell us about how much you like the Drew Carey show or, or something, feel free. Um, or maybe, you know, if you want to say, Hey, Chicago FC United's logo does look like far fetched because it does at ECC pod is where to find us. If you want to tell me about how it's really weird that a 22 year old remembers that much about the Drew Carey show to the point where earlier when I recorded it the first time, I think I accurately said that the presidents of the United States of America, which is a band, did the uh, the theme song, Cleveland Rocks. Um, feel free to do that. Uh, it's at Valella BSFC. It's V as in Victor. I-L-L-E-L-L-A-B-S-F-C. Um, Ryan, if people want to follow you on Twitter, uh, mostly for your insane amount of knowledge and stats, but also if they would like to figure out how to book a flight to the Wilmington Airport, uh, where could they where could they find you? 
You guys can find me on Twitter at ILM underscore run. You could also find me under that same handle writing for Indominal City Soccer doing the ELO Power Rankings for the Eastern Conference and the ELO Team of the Week. Hey, Josh. Hey, Kyle. And hey, Evan of the West. He's found under Iron Pony Chef who covers the Western Conference. Uh, Evan, I'm going to... Uh, Evan of the West, I didn't actually know A, that you had a last name, or B, what it was until like a week ago when Kyle Kepner randomly put it in a, in a Slack chat. So that was exciting for me. Um, that's a really weird tangent. Uh, I would also like to point out that this podcast is a part of the Beautiful Game Network of podcasts, run by the uh, reputable Mike, Michael Sparks and, uh, and company out that way. Uh, we have like 20 other podcasts in the network, so I won't name them all, but they are all fantastic and lovely people to work with. Um, that being said, uh, at BGNFM is where you can find that whole thing. Um, that's usually where the podcast end up going first anyway, uh, either there or on, uh, the BGN.FM, I believe is the website as well, or BGNFM.com. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm a terrible person. Uh, Brendan, where can people find you on Twitter? And like, if Louisville city fans want to corroborate with ideas on how to push children over, um, where could they (laughs) do that? I forgot that was them. Um, yeah, it is them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if they want to rev- if Louisville City fans want to review, um, go over with their players the best techniques for assaulting small children. Um, <laughs> you can get at me. My DMs, I think my DMs are open. You know, at, on Wait, Twitter at Doherty Soccer, D O H E R T Y Soccer. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I I think we're gonna end on assaulting children. Uh. So that being said, you have uh, you've been listening to Eastern Conference Confidential episode uh, 18, 17, one of those. We'll figure it out. If you you can read it in the thing. Um, if you didn't know you're listening to this podcast and made it all this way without knowing that, that's impressive. Um, but uh, anyway, for Brendan Doherty, for Ryan Allen, I am uh, I'm Evan Valella, as always, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.